0: Josh, where's where's the campsite? It's coming up just ahead over there. Are you scared <laughs> of the dark? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But I'm with my friends. I'm okay.
1: <laughs>
2: Where are you? Field of Geeks presents
0: the. Super the Super Unknown. Unknown. One Josh here. This past weekend, Juan, my wife Stephanie, and I attended the Haunting of West End event. We had a lot of fun and got to interview several intriguing people that deal with the super unknown firsthand. A lot was discussed, so much so that our next three episodes, starting with this one, will be all about this experience. We recorded on site at the West End Salvage and Coffee Shop in downtown Des Moines, Iowa. Dave's company Nexus 6 sponsored the event. And we owe him a huge thanks for what you're about to hear. We first met with the members of groups SciPit and Depart. They are paranormal investigators, and this is part one. We hope you enjoy.
3: Hey, I'm Chris Hughes, the founder of Scipit, South Trial Paranormal Investigative Team. And our website is www.sipit.com.
4: I'm Patrick. I am co-founder of SciPit. I am Colin. I am lead investigator for Scipit. And I'm
5: Matthew Bennett, founder of Depart. Um, we also have a podcast, um, introspection, on Skydoor Network on Facebook. We have a whole bunch of different shows on there. We've got people from the Netherlands on there. We've got we've got a whole wide wide range of stuff on the on the network. It's all positive, uplifting stuff. Come on over and check that out too. Ray Hughes, that's his that's Chris's wife, okay. and then Carrie, which is his daughter and his wife. My wife. Did you guys go to the
6: Van um, Meter Visitor Site? Yes. Is that, yeah. How was that? They did a they did a podcast on Our very first episode about. we talked it about it. It yeah. wasn't super in depth, I don't
0: think mm-hmm.
3: necessarily, but I am just wondering what you guys. Well, Matt is on the board at okay. the Visitor Center Festival. Okay. These parts of the park downstairs. Okay. Um, it's interesting the stories and everything. I've been a chat for, it does, wrote the book and stuff about it, and they've done the documentary about it. It's been interesting to go out there, see where it all happened at, and when you walk into this one bank a realtor's area now it's like walking into the old bank because the bank vault is nothing's changed inside outside is new you walk in it looks like this inside okay. and there's the vault wow. and that supposedly the guy went out there took a couple shots of this thing and went hidden in the vault and the vault's the original Oh. And then you drive out a little ways out of town, and there's the old brick mine out there. Yeah. And that's where these things supposedly came from.
6: Any feelings or anything when you were out there? Or the brick mine been,
3: would be yeah. awesome to investigate, yeah. but the owner won't let you out there. Oh, I yeah, there's yeah, too many course. people out there, I yeah. guess, on their doing things. Right,
6: of right. course, of course. So you
7: can see so, it, but you can't actually yeah. visit.
3: He'll open his he so, gate down, way down the end of the road, and he'll open it up for them to drive up there so you can see it, okay. and he it that is after the visitor center
1: was well, the year they have a big uh oh, festival,
2: yeah. Yeah. The festival
1: yeah okay has he said
2: anything uh, about know, like he anything like? he hears or experiences being in that location there, we, on yeah. that territory i'm saying the man that opens and closes the gate oh, the one that owns he, that property i
1: haven't really talked to him mm. i mean he pretty much just keeps himself yeah
2: he keeps himself interesting josh you know i want everything i want i know i, I want know. all the creepy stuff <laughs> i know I have to be like no stop. we're like yin and yang when it comes to this like him not so I'm much Josh, superstitious.
6: Later? no i'm not uh, i'm gonna go to the bathroom before yes shoot
2: middle.
5: it <laughs> 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 hug it y'all really want to pee yourselves go out to wymore, wymore nebraska we just went out there uh last monday and not no well we could go last monday and uh non-stop action from 15 minutes from when we got there till when we left so wow! Like a
6: house or where are we
5: are it's actually an old okay so you know old main streets with the big you know the buildings that have the businesses on the first yeah. uh, the ground yeah. floor with the apartments above it yep. that's exactly what it is wow. wow al capone's been through there the, the dillinger gang's been through there <laughs> active <laughs> community Kai ties to the kkk oh jesus it's it's a pretty rough town as far as okay. damn yeah mm. and just just non activity out there wow that's great. Shout out to Christy Williams, who owns the, owns the building.
3: Wow. And they were asking questions about Van Meter, too. You know more about that thing? Yeah,
6: because they did a, a little bit on one of their first episodes, right? Mm-hmm. About yeah. It. And so what I do you all
5: know about the visitor? Oh, not too much. It
2: was just...
6: Online research. It was, like our,
2: it was like our beginning, like our intro. Like, we did some studying on it, but as for like...
0: You just know of the sightings.
5: One, of, one of the most one of the earliest known recorded sightings of the Mothman here in the United States at 1903 okay and it even happened before the point pleasant attack and it it happened for an entire week terrorized i mean it wasn't just you know your town drunks and you know you know the the old small towns yeah they're drunk drunks and crazies i don't mean to be mean or you know on pc but looking at it from that perspective of time it wasn't just them you know it was it was bankers it was it, it was it was the town drunks everybody was seeing this thing by the time it terrorized them for the weekend they they literally got all their weapons together Chased this thing out of town right. to the coal mines, shooting at it the whole way. Bullets were not affecting it whatsoever. Then it, once they cornered out in the in the old mines, it took off and then returned with the, with a second creature, Literally. half of its size. Right. Okay. So it's, it's that's another unique thing about our sighting here in Iowa is that it's also one of the only sightings where two creatures have been spotted at the same same location, same time. So
6: wow. wait, this has been spotted elsewhere. It wasn't just here.
5: Well, the moth- there, are, there are there are different theories about that. Um, some people think that that that, that our, our, our encounter here in Iowa wasn't necessarily maybe a Mothman, but maybe some because there are some people that say it kind of looked more dinosaur esque.
0: Yeah, like a With like the a, wings. Uh, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep.
5: But you know how you know how firsthand you know if you sit down and play a game of telephone, you know you're not gonna get the same yep. thing when you when you Where's it where's the Mothman
0: supposedly cited now or is it not Actually it's
5: interesting that you asked that question. Just here in twenty seventeen there were over eighty-seven reports of the Mothman spotted in spotted in Chicago of all places. So it's have... pretty much traveling if it's the same. In the thing. city or in the city, yes. In the urban city. That's insane. Eighty seven reports awesome. in two thousand seventeen. <laughs> Look it up, it's on it's on, it's on the, it's on the <laughs> internet and we all know whatever's on the internet is true. Of course. <laughs> but seriously, they, have, they, they, they did have a record number of reports of the Mothman, oh, Moth, something
0: oh. Mothman-esque in, in the city over- Is there still sightings in the other parts? Like, is it possible there's many, or is this maybe just- more? My personal take on it, and this
5: is just my personal views and, and theories, is I think it's an interdimensional being of some type. It, it, that would explain the omnipotence that it has, because mm-hmm. um, we all know about the Point Pleasant attack and how you know, it, it seemed to predict stuff that was going to happen. Um, how it can uh, be multiple places at once, how it interacts, how it moves—it just kind of makes sense that the multi-dimensional, dimensional being sure. you know, theory kind of fits. Wow. So if that's the case, then if it's got access to different dimensions, and that means it's got access to, to time and space itself, and wow. so it, that is omnipotence. Wow. Really. That's why. That's why. When a lot of our spirit interactions that we have we'll get like we had a case down in southwest Iowa one of our one of our first house cases or private cases and on EVP we have it answering our questions for us it was it was we had to do a what's called a binding there to bind, bind the spirit mm-hmm. during the binding you use the name of the entity that you're, you're trying to bind and as I was calling his name out I heard back on our recorder my name and my voice wow so I mean, if you really stop and think about it, their spirit is everywhere all the time, and so they don't—they're not constricted by time and space like like we are. We don't—they don't—they don't see time linear like we do. Wow. It's this moment is you kind know, of both past, present, future, and, and all in one.
0: You think it's like the next stage after death? Or... See, it's kind
5: of funny that we're getting down this track because we <laughs> were just talking about this on the way over here about how, you know, there's a there's a quantum. There's a change happening on a quantum level in this universe, mm-hmm. and that is going to. The, again, these are just theories and thoughts, and medit- you know, things that I go through on my mind and meditations. It's me and some other colleagues that I that I keep in a regular t- in touch with uh, on, a, on a regular basis think that uh, the dimension it's going to, the dimension is going to shift. We're going to get one or two more dimensions added to this one. So in essence, while the veil is actually thinning in some mm-hmm. with this communication we're getting, and actually disappearing because there's, there's another veil about ready to be cast again because once, that, once those dimensions are added, people that are enlightened and know and can wrap and have open minds and can, 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 can think outside the box, they're the ones that are gonna be able to exist in that, in, that new, in that new reality. Wow. And people that aren't, they're just gonna kinda get shut off by that, by that veil, another, another, another barrier, so to speak, kinda like the one we have now between us and whatever we're communicating with on the other side
0: when we sure. do this. Wow. That's so fascinating. What's your origin tale, if you will? Like, how how'd you all come to get into this type of uh, profession, this field, if you will? You remind me of uh, Ray Stantz, the way you talk. I like it. (laughs) He was actually one of my heroes. Oh, sweet. (laughs) Well, you're representing well. It's like I got Dan Erkroyd here with me. It's great.
3: (laughs) My whole thing was there was a house in Monroe, Iowa that a friend owned, and we were over there for a Halloween party. And he wanted to stay tonight. I knew it was haunted, it has been on channel 13 news and everything and we just couldn't do it because we had to go back to work the next day. His son and I both left. He had a flat tire on the way home and my car went in the ditch like it hit a patch of ice and there was no ice anywhere. Then he died a few years later and his wife always said that he was there to watch over the house and play tricks on people. Like a guy who'd come to work on a furnace, his tools would end up missing out back out of his car when he left him down in the basement. Things like that. Wow. And uh, he kind of died tragically because a uh, jeep fell on him out in the garage when nobody was around. Um, that got me into wandering because I knew him really closely. never got to go back to that house to see if he's there, but that got me into the field.
1: When I was a kid, I was I was in my room by myself and I, w- I would peer, look around this corner and I would just hear this laughter like a skull laughing. It happened, it happened for three or four days straight then it stopped. I was, like, I, thought, I was like, I'm a little kid. Well, it's just my imagination. Then I started seeing uh, documentaries about ghost hunting and a, a pres- like a presidential ghost hunting from, from Abraham Lincoln. He used to see stuff when he, in the middle of the night. And all this time I was like, I'm, I'm losing my mind. <sighs> then all of a sudden I started, me and him started working together and we started talking about ghost hunting. And then eventually he was like, "Let's go, let's go to a cemetery and see what we could do." And then we, we, all of a sudden, I got, you know, in that cemetery, something was whispered to me, and Chris, Chris and his wife was way off on the other side of the cemetery. It was like, "What the heck?"
4: Wow. <laughs> and then we started this team. I didn't, I didn't really get too much into it until I met uh, the founder's daughter. You know, we got married. I can't say I've always had an knack for paranormal because I. Wasn't always closed minded, but I wasn't always open minded. It was kind of one of those things, like on the brink type deals. And you know, because I was at my mom's, and then next thing I know, there's a pop bottle just go flying across the room. So I got up and went because it came from the kitchen, it was the kitchen to the living room. I got up and went in there and looked, and there was no one in there. I was like, okay, when? No. I was trying to think in my head because I like to think. I'm a that's what I do. I was like, Okay, so it wasn't the wind, so how did you go from there to there? Mm -hmm. And then fast forward to 2017 is when I... Late 2017, early 2018 is when I officially kind of joined the team. Starting out, and then between then and now we have went on... I can't even count how many... We've been to several events and several investigations. They all kind of blur together after a while. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think my favorite investigation that we did was where I got pretty much my first kind of knack for the field, and that was at um, the school, not Manila, the other one. Oh, Farrar? Farrar, yes. Farrar, oh, okay. Farrar school, and we were down in uh, the boiler room, and I had a device that lights up when there's uh, energy signatures and stuff, and I was sitting there in chair, and there was other people, and then all of a sudden the lights just start going haywire, Everybody looks they walk towards it to see what's going on and it just disappears. So then I went into a room by myself and it lights up again and then of course everybody looks wanting to see what's going on, so they walk towards that door and it's just gone. And I was like, So you guys just need to stay back? <laughs> 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 let, let me be here by myself it, for I a see. few minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Trying to communicate here. Sure. But um, you know, I I loved every second of every investigation we've been on, you know, we've been you know we've been to many places you know um we've hosted a couple events i do believe it's an interesting thing
5: once you get into it once it gets into your blood you know it it becomes it's kind of like a calling you know um i my history with it as a kid i wasn't your average kid i i i was really into the ghostbuster movies and Raised in a strict Christian household, you know, ghosts didn't exist. When you died, that was it. You either you know, went to heaven or hell, and, was, and that was the end of it. So, st- as a kid growing up, I was stifled, not being able to you know explore this avenue. But we all walk a path for a reason, sure. and you know, having thoughts of what it would be like to be in, in six feet under in a coffin, in a coffin with the nothingness, the just the empty nothingness, scared the crap out of me. You know, and I think that's where my deep-seated you know, calling for this comes from knowing that there isn't nothingness after we die on this earth. It's, it's just another transition, you know, it's just it's just another step, sure. you know, and uh, just, you know, it just, it's, it's been a crazy road. The last nine years, almost nine years have been, yeah. Like I said, it almost come, it becomes a blur, you know, there's specific things that stick out to you in certain, you know, certain, certain places it's definitely a wild ride and, and it's not for everybody if you can find your niche in it and use it for a tool for good you know to make this universe a better place then by all means let's 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 do it so and basically yeah, that's what it comes down to is just helping people because that's when we, what we started as you know doing personal residences you know people that you know are suffering in silence you know that's one of the big things that i wanted to, to do when i got into this field is is really really kill that stigma of you know i think i may be having experiences in my house but i don't want people to think i'm crazy or nuts sure or you know start heavily medicating me because they think i'm hearing voices and seeing stuff
3: Mm -hmm.
5: you know i gotta wonder how many how many cases of schizophrenia out there are you know are a a spirit guide trying to get a hold of someone or they're actually if it is a a mental illness you know sure but that's a whole other show yeah. Um, <laughs> you know but. oh go ahead sorry no go ahead
6: Anna. oh I was going to say with that uh, do you guys believe in God do you not uh, it
5: ranges it ranges from each individual team and each individual investigator me personally I'm more spiritual than I am religious sure I'm more more eclectic more more omniism anything that makes makes sense I just kind of
0: it's industrial Velcro from my yeah <laughs> Nice. Well, no, so I
6: was reading on one of the websites, I'm not sure which one, that there's been demonic activity when, where the, you've been. And that somebody does like a blessing over yep. the place now. Yeah. And we so do does that. that lead into more of a Christian faith or is that just something that you have to do to keep it? you and your
3: team safe oh we do that both to keep our team safe plus uh we work with other teams and other people some are pagans some are witches but other faiths and we all together (laughs) we're part of dominion ministries which is a nationwide like religious groups but they're different groups so if we have something in canada or somewhere we could look up of our team and say hey you got something in this town can you take care of it um bishop james long is part of the team we have too from uh he's been on ghost adventures from kentucky area we have shamans we work with one out of uh, illinois and if we have trouble with their religion we always ask them what their religion is or what their faith is and we try to find that way of taking care of the problem that's there in their way unless they were okay with the christian religion but we do blessings we use sage we use a little bit of everything to bless a house
1: okay.
5: and you have to understand too that the, the, the the chances of running into something truly demonic is slim to none. I mean, it's it's very rare. More often times than not, it's going to be an interdimensional being, an IDB, or it's going to you know be something something along those lines. Because you know, even a even a human spirit, if you were if you if you were a butthole in life, you know, guess what? You're going to be a butthole in death <laughs> too.
1: Yeah,
5: you know, So it's just people get confused when they when they when they experience something negative, they automatically jump to the demon word and. Mm-hmm it's just it's a a rarity it does happen but it's it's a rarity do you ever run into
2: um, like entities or we'll just say energies that may be like just trapped like they're just stuck Hmm. so you know what I'm saying like they're like, why are you in my house? You guys were there for that one. Boone comes to mind. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs>
4: what.
2: Yeah.
0: So like, oh, like
2: basically, you're in my house. Um, yeah. They don't. They're not. They're not understanding. Basically, you know, like the six ends. Like they don't know they're dead. They're not aware yeah.
5: Yeah. that this they've. One, this one. We've God. had it, We've had situations like that where they're still in their death state and they don't know that they're that they're that, they're, that they that they're dead and, and, Bruce and Willis. They're confused. Yeah. Kind of Bruce <laughs> yep, <up>. yep. Exactly. <laughs> um, we've also had entities that were you know trapped for whatever whatever reason or another doing this line of work there's never ever ever a dull moment as far as yeah there are gonna be dull moments when you're sitting in the dark and you ain't getting nothing <laughs> but the roller coaster that is it, it, you get very small tiny plateaus of where you're where you're not you know i don't even look at for example like coincidences y'all heard coincidences? There, <clears throat> in the way i look at things there there are no such thing as coincidences it's only synchronicities Everything happens. Yes, we have free choice, and there, there's that line between, you know, where do we have free choice and where does where does fate drop in? But, you know, it's 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 a huge
0: philosophical philosophical discussion. What what are a yeah. lot of misconceptions with what you guys do? You you find, maybe like. From entertainment, let's say, or just just anybody in general. like that there's always action yeah. going on. That there's
5: that, that you're going to go into a location and always experience something. I think right. That's the number one misconception.
3: Well, and TV makes it look so easy, too. Oh, I mean, yeah. you go in, they instantly tell you, okay, this is what you have in the house. Every investigation we have, upteen hours of recordings, upteen hours of video and everything to go through before we actually say, hey, there's something here. Yeah. Talking to the client. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And talking to the clients. It's like a private I mean,
5: meeting before yeah. you actually come to the property. Exira was a nine-month case for us. Wow. Yeah. Before. When was it? It, it? It was the time that we did here in Iowa. Oh, okay. we've, you know We've had cases that last nine months to two years. It just depends. And it's all about about the aftercare. Right. you got to make sure that after you've gotten everything handled, it's all about really teaching them how to coexist. If it's nothing harmful or you're just going to hurt them, it's really at that point about education and teaching them, you know, that. You know, yes, you're here now, and that you're you're, you're it's your space, but it was their space too, and just to kind of you know coexist.
1: Well, there is well there is no uh, ghost hunting professional. Professionals ha- can promise something that's going to happen, it's done. We can't do that because we go in, nothing could happen. I mean, we go in there sometimes, and we get nothing. But next time we come, next time you we, we get phone calls, and hey, something you stir up something. It's like we did. <laughs> <laughs> Like we didn't see, we didn't get anything there. <laughs> but is there like a lot of false? Uh... Well, so there's there's some teams that will will have you pay. You have, you have to pay them to come in. We can't do that because you pay money for a professional to do something. We can't give you results. We could we could tell you that hey something happened. Here, here here's what happened, or we could tell you that nothing happened. Would you want to pay a professional stuff, something for nothing? It just adds a predatory aspect to it.
8: Yeah.
1: Or yeah.
6: well, like I want my mean, money back. <laughs> are You guys all on. Is it side pit? Is that how you say it? Or are you a D part? I'm D
5: part. Okay. They're side pit. Yeah. Okay. And
6: neither one of your groups.
5: We we're close to the other. No, neither one of us charged. We don't charge. No, no. We refuse to charge. We
1: all all of our costs comes out of our pit of our pockets.
5: We do have some clients out there that have been nice enough to donate over the years yeah but we never we never ask for donations if they want to if they would like to offer up something for our services then that's that's yeah we we get
1: sponsors and stuff like that
5: right but that's that's something that's completely different though that's sponsorship that's corporate that's that's more of a business that's in my eyes there's nothing wrong with that yeah Yeah.
1: oh
6: no yeah i think somebody wants to donate that's good because um i mean you still take your time you're using your free time to do it Mm -hmm. or
5: and what is that not all about? Time, like time, time, time is money?
6: Right. I mean, so <laughs> I think that's great that you don't charge, but I also don't think that, in my opinion, I would pay somebody to come because I'm paying for your time, not necessarily for the, uh, the outcome.
0: It's also nice that you don't charge because it basically is like you're not really full of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. It's not like a carnival barker or whatever. You're coming into town and yeah you got a it. that'll be 50 bucks or whatever but it i think it does help with clientele. i mean you guys would know better than i would but i bet you get more people interested in like having you come out because a lot of them probably can't afford to
1: yeah
5: that's another misconception or not necessarily a misconception but some something that people may not realize that, that, that want to maybe get into this is that we're we're just a little bit of everything we're we're investigators. We're we're psychologists. We have you have to be able to read a client when you're when you're talking to them to know if it's you know if there are drugs involved perhaps or if they've got a history of you know anything. You have to look at everything. The whole scope. Sure. So we're actually kind of jacks of all trades really when it comes down to it because you never know what you're going to walk into when you're when you're going into a private residence case. There's we've we've done. We've, yeah, we've, we pretty much run the gambit as far as, you know, from not so good locations and dangerous locations and but that we didn't realize that we were walking in, into it at the time because they weren't completely upfront and honest with us.
0: Right. right.
5: So is that
0: why you go out of your way to like meet with them before and yes. make sure like, is this legit all this stuff? I mean I guess there's physical dangers but uh, what, have, what other dangers comes with what you guys well,
5: do the, one of the one of the physical dangers for example one of our cases that we did the, it, it turned out that the gentleman was a, a federal parolee that had that I found out from his neighbor it was a duplex that we were doing that had uh, AK47s in his closet with with sawed off, with with filed oh, off serial numbers legs. there's only one thing you do with a weapon with filed off serial numbers you know so it, it runs the gambit i mean when you really have to understand that when you're going out and doing these public places like ashmore Ferrar, you know the manila schoolhouse which we had the honor to operate for for a year and a half in manila iowa it's no longer in operation now but but you know those type of things are different than when you're going into somebody's home and you're 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 taking an essence responsibility for for because when they're calling you they're they're they have no one else literally to turn to because they don't Feel like they could tell anybody else about it because they're going to be judged and all that fun stuff so you know it's it really is two just separate beasts you know sure going in and doing a public place like this as opposed to doing the private cases there really is two two sides to that coin
6: what shall we expect from tonight there's stuff everywhere here and i don't mm-hmm. know what the other floors are but what are like your safety concerns things like that with this kind of building versus a home or just an empty space
3: we we were buildings that had been under construction they had boards on the floor with nails sticking out and everything we had to have to watch our surroundings and make sure everybody with us is staying safe and we keep them like in a main area like this is such a big building with clutter everywhere but you have your main floors and have the walkways so we're trying to keep everybody in those walkway areas so then they're not falling over something tripping over something or hurting themselves okay is what it is. You just watch our surroundings and our surroundings at all times.
0: What are the creepiest encounters you've, you've had? Oh, no. Maybe they all merged no. together, but anything that oh, no. sticks out? <laughs>
1: our, someone's sense. got an
4: idea.
0: <laughs> I have too many
1: ideas.
3: Our number one, back, we have been doing this for 10 years. Our first call was a guy that was having chest pains on Highway 92 in Iowa here. And his wife was a Methodist minister. She didn't know what to think of it, so she came to us. We went out with her to the road with him we got out he was looking at the area just on the side of the road he was feeling pains in so he wanted down the road to come back and parked he got out with us, and something pulled him over the guardrail he had three big scratches on his back and that was our first case out of the box so that was one of our eviler cases we had we got him to the catholic priest. It was raining so he blessed him in the rain and um He's been doing okay, but he was sensitive. He didn't know he was sensitive, so he was being attacked by the spirits around there. And the other one, we had keys for a place that was haunted, they said. And we had the keys for about a month or two months, and we were just there investigating, trying to find out. It got to know each of our weaknesses and used it against us. One of our friends from another team, he came in, he almost put his fist through the glass table. I had to make him leave the building, and then he was fine after that. And then when we asked about blessing the place, the owner didn't want to have it blessed. Really? Yeah. He wanted to leave it as is. And right now, as far as I know, it's been sold and somebody lives there.
0: Wow. They probably don't know anything about it. Right.
6: So is that like a case, do you think, that the new owner maybe isn't experiencing Anything then? Might not.
3: Or if it does, they will probably think they're crazy. Because most people that call us, they think they're crazy or people will think they're crazy if they say anything about something. Well,
6: that's how I would feel. I'd be like, I'm sure I'm just crazy, but. Yeah,
3: there were claims before when we went in saying it was haunted, that the lights would flicker or the lights would go on in the middle of the night and nobody was around. um, Just different claims like that. But we did find out that there was somebody that committed suicide in the building. And about 9 o'clock at night on our recorders and (coughs) with our ears, we could hear the gunshot with a shotgun.
6: What? I went and
3: got the death record and it matches the time we heard the gunshot.
6: So what would you say to somebody that, okay, so like our house, our lights flicker all the time. How do you know if it's just electrical or if there's, like sometimes we'll be like, ah, oh, it's just the ghost to our kids, yeah. you know, and then it'll flicker again. So we're like, how do you know?
3: See our EMF protectors we have, or electric magnetic fields, they can check for bad wiring and things like that too, so we can oh. check that. You can get them or an electrician would probably bring them in too and yep. check it. Okay. And they can tell you if your wires need to be updated or maybe it could be a fuse box. This is a case we had just a couple weekends ago. The fuse box, the fuses were too low for the ampage of the house and the garage. So when they run something in the garage, the TV would go fuzzy and everything. Uh, okay. So I'm
6: sure that's all ours is. But the wiring is just crazy. perfect inside the house <laughs> because it's
3: done within the last three years. But it's just wow, not, just not low enough wiring. Yeah, no ampage.
5: I would have to say my personal... The one that stands out most in my mind is a case we worked for two years, right here in town. Actually, more than not, not more than two blocks away from my house. Actually, right in my own backyard. Really, literally, almost right in my backyard. And yeah, that we had to work that sucker for two years. And over that time, we had to go back multiple times. One of the times we came back and one of the EVPs we captured as we were walk, as I was walking in the door, it said, hello, Matt, right on the EVP. Actually, Alan could hear it with his own ears and he'd be like, I hope I captured that on, on audio. Uh-huh. And sure as hell, he captured it on audio, greet me as I walked in. Now this is the most nerve wracking one was when we were down in the basement, not the basement, I'm sorry, it's, I think of it as the basement because it's on the ground floor, but the garage, because you know how the old detached garages are on the old, on the <laughs> old houses from the 60s? That's kind of how this house is. Oh. And so we were down in the garage. Well, at the, at the time, her mom had just passed and her mom's dying words to her were, "Hun, i I'm sorry, but I can't hold this thing back anymore, were her dying words. Oh wow! And then we had to come back in a year later, well, about six months to a year later after her mom passed because the activity just, it's, it spiked up. You could tell her mom was doing something, whatever it was, to deal with whatever this was. But when we were down in the garage, you could literally, the boxes of storage and stuff, you could literally hear this thing crawling around on the cardboard boxes. You could hear its movement moving around you and circling you. Wow. It's making the hairs on my arms stand up just giving me goosebumps just as as I'm describing it. Yeah, it's one of what we like to call a nail your foot to the floor moment, where you got to nail your feet to the floor so you're not Scooby-Dooing out of there. Right, right. (laughs) So yeah, no, it's, it's like I said, it, when, when stuff happens, it's, there's never a dull moment. Oh, and you just have the, the courage to stay there and... You gotta think of the people that you're there trying to help. That's good, yeah. You, you, you know, it's, 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 I've often thought of it, and I've never really vocalized this, but I've often thought of it as kind of military-esque, you know, how the military goes out and puts their life on the line for, it's kind of the same thing, only on more of a spiritual, spiritual level. So, you know, we're out there trying to make sure that people are safe and and
4: can have a safe space to call. Sure.
5: Um, by the way, this is rain carrying with like sight as well. Mm-hmm. As far as good
4: experiences go, um between all the stuff that happened at Boone and Ferrar and the school, uh, yeah, even Manila by that chance. Uh, I think most most recent was uh our little trip to Buxton when we were all out there. Yeah. I was sitting uh, on grass, just meditating, and then uh, all of a sudden I started getting words in my head. Later on, we were doing a session. Uh, what was it, EVP session?
5: I think it was probably, knowing me, it was probably Necrophonics. Yeah,
4: on your app. Uh, and I was just throwing these words out there, and we were, and there was responses almost five to ten seconds later. I was like, there's so much that goes on out there that not a lot of people are aware of and with the fact that we're out there every once in a while you know we try to get there as much as possible you know it just it's surprising about every time we've been there and i've been there probably about two or three times now so you
7: about
4: buxton? no no we haven't talked buxton about is an old uh, ghost
3: town over by bussy iowa it was a coal mining town yeah. and uh we go out there quite often we'd been going out there for nine years it's a pretty nice place, but it's all outside. There's only a few buildings
5: that are standing. Or so one
3: building standing, or two buildings standing.
5: If you can call it standing. Yeah, right.
3: barely standing yeah. the <laughs> And then a couple foundations and uh we've been going out there it's all open outside so you get the nature and everything all in one
7: No
5: electricity no running yeah. water no nothing. Also, there's and also no light pollution out there out too so it's the really the good charts. for, for sky gazing for yeah UFO.
3: watching it really
5: does encompass every single aspect of the paranormal because mm-hmm. you could have a cryptid wander through your camp in theory you could see a ufo out there with the no light pollution and of course yeah. the, the the spirit side of
0: things too so
7: first time we went out, one of the investigators that went, that went with us saw about a six-foot tall um, African-American gentleman in bib overalls go walking through the wall of the old warehouse. And it turns out that his um, uncle has seen it and other family members have seen this gentleman out there. Uh, we've got about a nine-year-old little boy that follows us around. And the Historical Society gave us the name Lawrence Risby. And we've been able to confirm using our K-2 meters you know make a blink once for yes twice for no just stuff like that that he's lonely he just misses having people around we took her and our youngest daughter out there when they were younger and he was answering their questions left and right and so we get a lot of activity out there it's, it is a fun place to go
2: uh i have a quick question so do you find that uh first thing is do you guys mostly base yourself in like iowa and the midwest and then uh, the next question is, do you find that there's more activity here in Iowa, or the Midwest overall compared to other places? I don't know the how far you guys travel, but are, are you saying like is there more paranormal activity in the state of Iowa than maybe? Can, I don't know if you do New York or whatever. I'm just saying like I'm just get,
5: trying to get an idea. Well, yeah, well, it, you just stop think about you know, spirit, spirit is everywhere all the time. You know, mm-hmm. it just depends on you know the, the conditions of it, the energy, the, the, the energy of the people there, mm-hmm. the, the, how in tune they are to the spirit the spirit side of things. It, there's, it's just so many variables, so many variables. okay. So I, I wouldn't say I was any more more or less haunted than, yeah. than, than any other place. I would say maybe it, 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 it's maybe active for for different reasons. It seems like the southwestern part of the state doesn't want to let the history of what's happened there go.
7: It, Iowa, I think, is kind of an untapped resource for paranormal yeah. activity. There's so much out there. But there's so much that's yet to be learned because so many people are drawn to your Civil War sites, mm-hmm. your big mm-hmm. historical sites all around the U.S., and they forget about, you know, Iowa and small communities and stuff and how much paranormal can actually be going on in these communities. You know, so we, at I know Matt does too, we, we're all, you know, we're from Iowa, you know, S- Central, South Central mm-hmm. Iowa, but we go to surrounding states too, you know, when mm-hmm. when we're able to and we when we can travel. And we also network with a lot of teams all over, so we usually can find somebody. To help if we've gotten calls from california from connecticut before in the middle of the night and have reached out to other teams to go and help these people so
0: that's nice that's very good
7: (laughs) well you know we're all about trying to be a pair of unity working together as teams because people out there you know their kids are afraid of the dark or people are afraid of what goes bump in the night somebody's got to be willing to go in and believe what they say take them for the honest truth and try to help them and help figure out what's going on. Let's help make little Johnny or little Susie feel safe at night. Yeah. There's no reason for them to be afraid of the dark. Sure. You know, it might be a guardian angel or it could be something else, so let's take care of it. And then when we all work together as teams, whether it be in Iowa or other con- um, states. states and stuff, sure. you know, then we can help more people. And you know, that's what we're all about is helping absolutely
3: but when you think about Iowa, you, the first thing comes about is villasca axe murder house yep. that's all the people really that. say you know <laughs> you say what's the haunted place in iowa Felisca. Felisca yeah and there's other places around you just have to find these little gems and
0: well like given that we're in the des moines area uh, is there anything <laughs> comes to mind around here for ours? 15 minutes away
6: yeah yep. that's a schoolhouse yep. right yeah
3: Oh, yeah. We investigated Hoyt Sherman Theater, the only team that would get going there. I saw that
7: on the the website. Alex, yeah.
3: Um, yeah, It was an interesting night. It was very interesting. One
7: shot deal, one time to get to do, and one of their own employees um, answered questions for us and didn't know how she went from her desk across the room and sat down and proceeded to answer questions for the next hour. And she's like, "Um, How'd I get over here? And we're like, Because you said, I got to get up. I got to go. I got to go now. I got to get up. She's like, No, I didn't. 12 to 15 of their staff members were with us and witnessed this all going on oh wow she works at that desk every day she so did like not a feel possession well
0: afterwards. type of thing.
7: kind of anyway. it used her channeled through channel through her to answer our questions yeah. didn't necessarily wow. possess her a channel yeah. yeah and uh we got horses neighing we and that, bedroom. we got like babies crying because
3: their stable used to be off the side of the bedroom and it's oh. not there anymore but you would hear them
0: I mean it's pretty On your devices On right? device,
3: yeah. our recorders We got EVPs up. Not on
0: site Like is it Is it once you get back And yeah, start listen listening That's when yeah, you hear yeah. me. Or if you go outside Or whatever To Do you guys ever hear on site
5: Sometimes, sometimes. we do Sometimes we At don't Weimau, We heard three disembodied voices That night In Nebraska What does that mean? Where you actually hear a voice Coming from From a source That you can't see Oh It's a voice that you know You just heard Yeah But nobody yeah. else in the room yeah, Opened their mouth Wow Is
7: that where you're like Hey did you just hear that?
5: yeah, did you, yeah yep. exactly okay. the school yep.
7: remember the door that slammed at the school yep we are going down the hallway and all of a sudden oh, we a big old loud slam and we turn around It's like it come from down there and it had been like that janitor's closet door had slammed there and it's like nobody was back
8: there and we were right in front of uh, the door when it happened yeah
5: I've also had colleagues on Venture Paranormal when they've gone to Post Town Elementary in Ohio where they yell out for help but nobody can hear them Oh, they like kind of. Like sound. A, it's like a sound yeah. barrier, yeah. for the lack of a better word, you know. I, Chad came back and talked to Michelle. He's like, "Didn't you just hear me screaming my head off for help? Yeah. I was getting chased down by a shadow figure. I was screaming for help. No, we didn't. We didn't hear you. They were they were less than a hundred feet away.
0: Are you guys ever chased by anything?
7: I chase things away. <laughs> there you go. She does. I, 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 yeah. I, I was pushed in the schoolhouse
0: once, the Manila <laughs> yeah. schoolhouse. You were pushed. And that was
5: physically doing pushed blessing. in front of him, actually.
3: We were doing a blessing because the upstairs was just darker than
5: dark. And we had some things going on at the school yeah. that needed to be rectified. Right. Sure. And the spirits were kind of all out of whack and the, yeah. and I was one of the perpetrators of that and didn't realize it at the time that I was doing more harm than good. Oh, and oh. so I think they were trying to send a little bit of a message. I wasn't hurt, but I did go I I did I did slide for a good 5 or 5 or 6 feet. And, <laughs> I, could, and I could firmly feel Two hands and on each shoulder blade as it as it shoved me down. Was yeah. it like a cold feeling yeah. too? Didn't have any cold feeling. I just one 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 second I was standing up, and the next minute I was on my belly sliding down the hall.
6: Now is that <laughs> something like when you walk when you walk into a space, you physically feel if there's a presence uh, there, or do, is that just something that you get? Now from you're your getting more devices? on the impact, yeah, yeah. empath yeah.
0: medium side of
5: stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay,
6: okay. See, I don't know the difference between a lot of that, so well, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Do you
0: guys? Uh, are you guys in contact with people who do that? Yeah. I'm actually an empath myself.
6: Oh, okay. So you uh, can feel different things. Is that what I that
0: can pick means? up on
5: feelings. Um, I'm really good at. I'm. A, I, people call me a human lie detector. I, I, you know, I know when someone's you know misgiving good People from bad people kind
6: of. Normally,
5: crap. sometimes I'm not. I'm not 100 by any means. But I've gotten burned many times. But it's just not, it's we're we're human. We make we right. make mistakes. But yeah, no, it's picking up on a lot most people are even just a basic low-level empath if you've ever walked into a room after somebody's been arguing like a really bad heated argument you can feel that tension in the room that heaviness that's like it's almost something
0: like evil causing people to argue if you will
5: well that well no it's no it's the or just the energy
0: people give the, yeah
5: it, we we imprint energy right. we leave an, an imprinted energy on our environment so you know it you pick up on somebody's sadness It's sad or you walk into a room where they where they've don't argued you, you can pick up on that hostility and you can just kind of feel it or cut it with a knife that's that's what yeah. it's like to be an empath okay so, so yeah. for those of us
6: that don't know is there a specific like what's the definition of an empath or if you said a medium
5: medium is someone that can actually communicate with the other side has that spirit communication of some way shape that's or form. they see him some can see him some can hear him some or some some have the some have the the the, the triple threat going on. It is it to every person's different so
6: okay.
8: them and then the small. An <laughs> impact is more so of feeling emotions and yep. okay. being able to okay. look at someone and be like, okay, you're a good person and just naturally kind of know yeah. who you're dealing with, who you're looking at. Okay. Um, like he was saying, if you're in a room right after a fight, then, you know, you walk in and go, wow. it feels tense in here. Well, that's being impact. Okay. Everybody has a little bit in them, even if it's not more extended. You still feel, okay, I know you're sad. Let me hug you. And that's...
0: You think these spirits that haunt things possibly um, are uh, maybe a victim of that? Uh, You know, as let's say they, they passed in the house or whatever, and it was the, it was very negative energy at the time. Do you think that has something to do with them sticking around?
8: We have had investigations where say, there was a rape and the person that's there was a victim of that. And so it's a negative energy, and but it's because they are stuck there because of what had happened in the trauma and what had happened. Kind of to go along with that, we had an investigation in Knoxville, Iowa, and uh, there was a residual. The story was someone hung themselves in the basement, shot themselves in the living room, and it was about 9 o'clock every single night, and we heard a gunshot with your ears at 9 o'clock. If you didn't hear it with your ears, you'd hear it on the recording. And that was the time the guy had shot himself in the living room.
6: So, there's two different events happen? Like somebody hung themselves and then somebody
8: else shot themselves? Is that what you said? It was two different people. Oh. I don't know if it was at the same time.
3: And that was the same place the I was same talking building. about. Earlier, it the same place, yes. But we, we could get the death records off the one, but the second one we couldn't get anything out of, so we oh. don't know if it actually happened or not.
6: But or that was the yourself. story you were That told was the story we anyway. told, yes. Okay, okay. But, I
3: mean, sometimes the spirits are, it's like a happy place for them. Like it might have been as a child, it might be their childhood memories that be stuck in the house. That's why they want to be there. Right. That's where their happiest memories were. Is there at home, or different places like that.
4: Going off of the uh, clairvoyancy and impasse stuff, um, there's all you know. There's different gifts and stuff that go along with it. Being impasse, me and her are both impasse as well. And I've also tapped into my clairaudiency so I can hear a little bit more. Outside than most people and then one of my other side gifts is I know that spirits You know they'll enter dreams and they'll give you okay. me messages and stuff. So I'll get like these messages and which uh, I Defined as premonition because there was a while back when uh, Matt was helping Manila school and uh, we were getting ready for an event that was about to happen like about well, A week or so later. You talk about the September or the May? The last event we had? And that was a September one. Yep. Well, the, the night before, I went to sleep, woke up, or I had a dream, and I didn't really know what to think of it, and I told, you know, and it involved the school, and I told Matt, and, uh, you know, sure enough, we're at where we're at now because of what i seen in this dream, and it's like, okay, so that must have been a premonition, you know, I've you know, seen this happening, and then, sure enough, after the event, later on down the line, it happened. And, yeah, we're at where we're at now, so there's...
8: Most people will call it deja vu. Yeah, I was just going to ask if that's... Deja vu
4: premonitions, but...
8: It's pretty much the same thing. What I've noticed is some nights I will have... I will dream right before an investigation, and what I dream of is, like, for example, the building. I dreamt of this garage, but it was like a fake dream. It was about zombies, and Mm. I was running from these zombies, and I had to hide my sister under this old red antique car. Well, we were at this investigation and I went to drive around town just to blow, like, you know, just to do whatever, to blow some time. And, uh, I, uh, had came across this garage with the red car in it. And it was the same door, same windows, same car, everything. And it wasn't so much as, like, a deja vu, like, I just remember this conversation. It was like, I just saw this
2: interesting wow. I have a question about the structure of your your organizations like do you guys look for people to fill in certain like uh, gaps like we want a medium we want a person that's a little bit more detective-ish we want someone who's more of an empath are we looking for like someone like you man I'm assuming that has a, a like a combination of Multiple skills in that. It, Do you guys that, go out and try to find those people, or is it just organic? You like it to you, be you organic. To find
1: them. Is that, is that they, kind of, they, they kind of just happen?
2: Yeah. So it's more organic. You just allow it to. you right them, pretty much. much. Right. I don't know if you just like, oh, we need a. guess Yeah, yeah.
4: They well, show up when you, they show up when they're needed. So that's. I dig that.
6: And you guys are kind of it's a <clears throat> family thing, right? This one
4: pretty, pretty much is. Patrick and I used to work together, so
3: we that's when we decided to come up with the team. Okay and yeah pretty much my family pretty much except we had a couple more those are friends that we've actually investigated their houses before and now they're they're uh actually on our team
6: okay so what do extended relatives do they believe in what you guys are doing or do they think you're crazy or
5: my all my family thinks i'm crazy besides my besides my wife and my kids <laughs> My mom, my aunts, my uncles, yeah,
0: they all think So Thanksgiving is not a good time, basically. Well, just don't you, talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Just don't bring it up. Later. And <laughs> you're, yeah.
8: It always, it always depends. I mean, they have to be brought into it and mm-hmm. experience for themselves. Like when I met him, um, we've been married for a little over two years now. He is like, oh, yeah, I've seen ghost hunters and all that. That's and the only experience I had was a pop bottle fell off a shelf. I don't like know I how. mentioned earlier. That's all he said. Until we started bringing him out to these, then he goes, "Oh wait, something just flew across the room, and it wasn't any of us." So it opened him up into more, more of the reality sure. and not was being so about. skeptic about everything.
4: I was more open. You know, I was more on the brink than I was completely closed. My I wasn't completely closed. My I was more on that brink. And then I got to meet her, and we got to go out a few times, and it's like. Okay, well now I'm leaning more towards the open-mindedness of the aspect instead of the closed-minded, you know, because there is more out there. We sure. just a lot of, there's a lot of closed-minded people, and then we have our open-minded people, which are us here. And it's like there is more out there. We just gotta find the way to get people, you know, to to prove experience it. it. Yeah. Do you
0: often have friends that don't believe in, but they're curious and or anything like that? You brought them with you, and you kind of changed them, maybe. A little bit, yeah. Or not. <laughs> yeah. Um,
5: the the schoolhouse, you keep hearing as referred to the Manila schoolhouse. There were several people that walked in those doors skeptics and ran out. Full believers.
6: <laughs> so that's like where I'm at. Like I want to believe, but then I don't want anything bad to happen to me or my family. Like we have three little kids at home and I'm like, this is gonna be so fun tonight. As long as we don't bring anything back with us. Yeah.
2: She did say that when we got in the I did, and I'm
6: like, how do you protect yourself from that kind of or what do you tell somebody like me that's like, uh, but I just don't want anybody like jumping into my body. Maybe or just don't take
0: anything
4: or it's <laughs> not like, so much so, they'll so, 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 so jump into your body. Things to
5: remember on that, you know, when we're doing you know, use the energy from the phone, use the energy from the batteries. You do not have permission to touch me or use my energy at all.
8: Okay. Right. Yeah, it's all about
5: setting boundaries. Yeah. yeah or if you
8: feel mm-hmm. that something's in your house, just say you don't belong here, you're not welcome here, you need to leave. We always go to investigations, blessed. We have blessed crosses and St. Michael's medallions. Honestly, you can walk into the bathroom at a truck stop and get an attachment.
3: Okay. <laughs>
8: can, Walmart? Walmart, wow. I mean, I mean yeah. it the just depends. You can go if, you, if you meet someone, say... We have a little boy spirit that yeah, follows us. They're always mm-hmm. attached to us. Always, always so, follows. No matter what building we go into, yeah. well, they can like you and go. Oh, I really like this woman. Or you know, you bring your kids in. Oh, I really like the kids. And so it'll go home with you. But most of the times when things like that happen, it won't harm you. Oh, okay. We just had an investigation last weekend, and there was a lot of cat's no- cat noises, and that was a complaint. And turns out that after this investigation we actually had this cat come home with us because I will hear it. We have cats ourselves, but right, I right. stay upstairs where cats don't go. Thing is, another teammate that was at this investigation, she's having the same exact experiences that we are. So it's kind of like a residual, but yet it's as if they had came home with us. This
4: was one I was not on But
8: it is not it's not bad. I mean you you can know it's a cat, okay, you're gonna rattle stuff in mm-hmm. my my uh, office but you know if things start happening where you get scratched things start flying at you i mean that's when you you know you pray you do whatever you believe in mm-hmm. okay and just tell them you know it's your house your rules
6: that's you don't know, to back to what we were talking about before are you religious because i'm like you're saying pray and stuff so it's basically whatever your beliefs are
8: yes yeah.
6: okay that's interesting
0: we're religious but i know there's a lot of stuff out there that's a mystery and can't right, always right. be explained so you know we've had it's funny the church we go to uh some pastors are like they believe in ghosts and things and some so like on it yes
1: right, exactly right. i have an uncle and a a grand aunt They're They're pastor
0: and one's a, one's a
1: big nun in the in the catholic community They they don't, they
0: don't want to know about it
6: yeah. Right. So my I don't, yeah, um, I don't
0: deny any of that stuff. Like I, I think there's so much out there, so much mystery, you know. Yeah.
6: I always like to say that I don't believe in ghosts. But if they're around me, please don't hurt me. I want to, sort of, but you know kind
5: of, kind of I just kinda wanna be careful what you wish for technically. Yeah, days. like yeah, I don't much. wanna
6: welcome anything We're harmful very cautious. into my life. Yes. Yes. But when,
4: when it comes to spirits and attachments, nine times out of ten if there's something there, you know, like he was saying earlier. You know, the off chance of it being demonic or evil is very slim. You know, most of them are just wanting to get your attention. You know, it's like, hey, notice me, notice me. <laughs> Don't mess, right? mess with your stuff. It's like, notice me, notice me. And that's kind of
5: a stigma that, that's attached with this the industry is that when everybody throws the word, of word the attachment word around, they automatically go to the negative side of things. It's got to be a negative attachment. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I have attachments. They're my spirit guides. They follow me everywhere I go.
4: That's the thing. They can be absolutely positive attachments. You know, if you're sad, they can always be there, to lift you up, and it's like, you know, okay, I know you're here. You know, help me get through this day. You know, and it's a great day. Make it a great day. Sure. And
8: the, the attachment yeah. can very well just be your grandmother
3: guardian angel
4: yeah. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, my grandmother
3: sure. it's
5: all a matter of perception how, right. how people perceive things right. I've always told my kids that growing up that's the one thing I've tried to pound into their heads if you don't ever learn anything else I say <laughs> make sure you realize that perception is oh, everything yes. if if you come off a crappy person to a person
0: guess what you're a crappy person because they perceive you that way And
5: right. probably for
6: the rest of
0: your life this concludes part one join us for part two on the next the super unknown take care